Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Father, we love you today. God, we just thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to be here together this morning. We just don't ever take this moment lightly. We are here together. God, we are here touching and agreeing, even though it's virtually, Father God, that that you will uh, join us in this space, Father God, as you always do. And we pray, God, that you will speak to us, Lord, as you always do. I pray that you will clear our minds, uh, clear our hearts, Father God. If anybody has anything, Father God, that they're struggling with this morning, God, I pray uh, that they can cast that before you on today. And I pray, Father God, that you will give them comfort in the midst of it. God, there are so many individuals, Father God, who are dealing with maybe loss of uh, loved ones um, in this particular moment, um, whether it's current or or even if it was, uh, you know, a few years ago. God, we just pray for anybody, God, that's dealing with our bereavement. God, we just pray that you uh, provide peace uh, that's beyond understanding. Now, Lord, as we prepare to hear from you, we ask, Lord, when it's all said and done, that we're careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Okay, fam. This morning, our scripture is found in the book of Acts, Acts, the first chapter, Acts 1. Uh, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 4. Acts 1, uh, verses uh, 1 through 4. And the word of God uh, reads as uh, follows. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach uh, until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I want to bring special attention back to verse four. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. And I would just like to use as a subject uh, on today, don't leave Jerusalem too soon. Somebody type that in. Don't leave Jerusalem too soon. Holla if you hear me, Facebook, YouTube, everybody. Don't leave Jerusalem too soon. Y'all, I have a uh, interesting statistic to share with you um, that many of you may be familiar with, especially um, if you have a young adult in your life or you know uh, some young adults. Uh, the Pew uh, Research uh, Center started reporting uh, as far back as in 2014 uh, that we had, had more young adults uh, that were living uh, with their parents uh, to their late 20s, um, to even 28 to 30 years old uh, than ever before. Anybody that have any young adults in their life, whether you're a friend or a cousin to them or a parent to them, is that a true statement? Do you, is that something that's true that's really happening out here? They're saying that young adults, even if they go off to college or go off to the military, um, after those first couple of years of being away, they end up being at going and coming back home 
um, before they ultimately go off to do whatever it is that they were uh, birthed to do. Uh, I find this to be interesting because this particular research uh, states that there's a reason for this. It said the reason for this in part um, is because of um, economic reasons, uh, right? It said with the things being a lot more expensive uh, these days, maybe in comparison to, to other days, they say the reason in part is because uh, young adults these days are, are not getting married as soon. And they certainly say it's, a, um, it's part of it is also the part that I pay careful attention to is to prepare uh, because many are realizing that sometimes, and this doesn't apply to all, uh, but some of them are not quite ready. And when I was looking at this, I started to think about the fact um, that so many of us uh, need to stay um, where we are sometimes just a little bit longer. What do I mean? In our text um, today, um, God gives us a reminder uh, that sometimes he has you in a place that you are uh, just as a incubator. Somebody type incubator. You know what an incubator is, just like you would type, take an egg and place it in an incubator to help that egg to develop. Uh, you're in that place for a season. You're experiencing some heat. You're experiencing some light uh, just so that you can grow and, and birth and be what you were called to be. When our young adults stay in the house a long time, longer than we thought they would and sometimes longer than we want. Uh, they're in the incubator until they're ready uh, to go out and do uh, what God has uh, called them to do. And I want to tell you that it's in the spirit uh, that many of you are in an incubator uh, right now. Yeah, that's how God works. I see it through uh, this particular passage of scripture. And I'll show it to you that sometimes uh, God has you where you are because he is incubating you. Sometimes he has you where you are because it's a development season. And I I just want to encourage you, if you are where you are, especially if you don't like where you are, <laughs> that's usually what happens, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not, we understand where we are, but we don't like where we are. And we don't like where we are. Sometimes there's a tendency, there's a desire to leave where we are. But my encouragement to you is not to leave that incubator too soon or more specifically to align with the text uh, that we're looking at in the book of Acts. I want to remind you today, don't leave Jerusalem too soon. What was happening here? Well, uh, in this particular passage of scripture, uh, the, the, the writer here um, is reminding uh, the believers of something that Jesus had and declared, Jesus declared uh, that once he atoned for the sins of the world and once he had done what he came to do in the earth and the physical, there was going to be a great assignment on the life of everyone uh, that follows him. That's how I can speak confidently every Sunday and tell you that there's an assignment on your life uh, because Jesus said it first. Jesus was the first one to say that all of the people that love him, all of the people that trust him are assigned to something special. So the individuals that he was talking to, he said, there's an assignment on your life. There's something that you need to do. Uh, but guess what? You're not ready yet. Uh, I want to talk to somebody today and challenge you and ask you, are you ready for the assignment uh, that God has given you? You were ready for the assignment that you had last year, but now you're having a new assignment. Are you really ready? And so Jesus is saying there are times, there are seasons for the new thing that God is doing. You have to ask yourself, are you ready? And I have to say this, believers have to be careful not to leave Jerusalem too soon. You see, when you keep saying, what do you mean? You see, in this particular passage of scripture, uh, Jesus said, listen, I need you to 
to do something in verse four. He said, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift that he promised. Uh, do not leave Jerusalem until you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. What is Jerusalem? Jerusalem uh, represents that place where the incubation is occurring. Jerusalem represents that place where God is allowing you to grow and develop. Jerusalem represents that place where God is allowing you to make some mistakes. Jerusalem is not perfect, y'all. Sometimes you get mad in Jerusalem. Sometimes Sometimes there's danger in Jerusalem. Sometimes you get lied on in Jerusalem too. But Jerusalem represents that place where even though it's not perfect, it's an alter it's a better alternative to trying to grow out there where you have no covering and have no protection. And all I'm trying to say to somebody today is don't leave Jerusalem too soon. Don't leave that place where you have some covering. Don't leave that place where you have some protection. Don't leave that place where there's some provision. Don't leave that place just because it's not perfect, because this is the place uh, where God is trying to do a greater work in our life. I want to tell you something raw and real, straight, no chaser. There are many times that believers leave Jerusalem way too soon. And when you leave Jerusalem too soon, you fail to develop and be everything that God has called you to be. When you leave that church too soon, for whatever reason, you fail to develop and be what God has called you to be. When you leave the relationship sometimes too soon, you fail to do and understand what God was trying to show you in that moment. There are too many times when we get frustrated, we leave Jerusalem too soon. There are too many times we get motivated. There are too many times we get excited and we get ahead of God and we leave Jerusalem too soon. Can I talk to anybody out there besides myself who is willing to be honest and say, you know what it feels like to leave Jerusalem too soon? You know what it feels like to go out there and think you were ready, all of a sudden realize that maybe you jumped out there a little bit too soon. Listen, I'm not telling you not to jump, but I'm telling you that don't leave Jerusalem too soon, because if you jump out there too soon, you'll go out there and you won't be developed. You'll go out there and you won't be prepared. You'll go out there and you'll face an attack of the enemy that you're not ready for. Don't leave Jerusalem too soon until God is giving you everything that you need to accomplish his will in your life. Well, my sisters and brothers, you're probably asking you, you, you me the question that I asked myself. I said, okay, God, listen, um, I get it. I don't need to leave Jerusalem too soon. I get it. I don't need to leave the incubator too soon. I get it. I got to stay here until I'm developed. I understand all of that, preacher boy, but I'm trying to figure out something else. How will I know when it's time to leave Jerusalem? If you're saying I need to stay in Jerusalem until I receive this, uh, until this appointed time, how do I know when it's, leave, when it's time to leave Jerusalem. Well, there's three things I'll share with you, and we'll get out of uh, get out of the way. The first thing that I will share with you, as it relates to when you will know when it's time to leave your Jerusalem, when you will know when it's time to leave the place of incubation, when you will know it's time to leave that place, that job, that relationship that God has given to develop you and shape you and equip you to go do something else. You will know. The first one is this: you you will have grown in your understanding of the Word and revelation. The first point of knowing or when it's time to leave Jerusalem is that you will have grown in your understanding of the word and in revelation. You will have grown in your understanding of the word and in revelation. Somebody type that in. Listen, let me show it to you. What happened here as the apostles are being obedient and they are waiting in Jerusalem as instructed by Jesus uh, until it was time because Jesus told them there's a great assignment on your life, but you ain't ready yet. Uh, so stay in Jerusalem. So as they are here, they um they 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 go into um this place called the upper room, right? Uh, 
Um, they go into the upper room, and the Bible talks about some of the apostles were there, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, uh, James, Simon, and Judas, uh, the other, uh, another Judas. They had all met together and they were constantly united with prayer. And, and even Mary, the mother of Jesus, and several other uh, women were there. And, and about this time, they said it was about 120 of them. When, when, God, when, when, when Peter started, God started to show Peter some stuff. He, Peter spoke up and he said that uh, everything that we have experienced, y'all, is a fulfillment of scripture. He started to talk about, you know, book of Psalms where it was prophesied that Judas would ultimately betray Jesus. And so even though they were heartbroken, even though they were dismayed, even though they didn't understand it at time, now they're starting to have revelation about why they went through what they went through. There are some people that are not ready to leave Jerusalem. You're not ready to leave your current situation because you have not yet received that you don't have a full revelation of why you have gone through what you have gone through. You don't have yet a full revelation of what God is trying to show you. You don't have a full revelation of what God is trying to take out of you. You don't have a full revelation of what God is trying to put in you. You don't have a full revelation of why your life had to go the way that it did. And until you have a full revelation, I would argue that you're not ready to leave Jerusalem. I would argue that you're not ready to go to the next assignment because God is not a God of coincidence. It happened to you on purpose. So now you got to understand that why did God allow it to happen this way? And it wasn't until that moment where they went in the upper room and began to pray that Peter started to get some new revelation. It wasn't in that moment until uh, they went into that upper room and started to pray that Peter had a deeper understanding of the word. We see Peter go to the book of Psalm. So the revelation didn't come out of the air. The revelation came out of the word of God. There are too many people looking for revelation from the wrong places. You can't find it on your tarot card. You can't find it from your homegirl. No, if you really want some revelation, sometimes the only place you're going to find a right revelation is in the word of God. So can I ask you a question? When was the last time you was in the upper room with the word of God in your hand? No, not in the upper room scrolling on social media, but in the upper room, in that secret place, in that quiet place where you and the word are getting together. And it's okay if you go into that quiet place with friends. As a matter of fact, he was in there with 120 of them. But the one thing about everybody that was in the upper room, they had a kindred spirit. Everybody in that upper room knew how to get a prayer through. I wish I was surrounded by some people that morning, this morning, that would not mind going to, into the upper room with me today because we are of kindred spirit. We want to be ready to go to our new next. We want to be ready to operate in a super natural. We want to be ready to do what God has called us to do, but we may need to spend some time in the upper room. Is there anybody that don't mind getting the word and coming into the upper room with me? Holler at me if you don't believe you don't mind going into the upper room so that you can have a deeper understanding of what God is trying to say and do in your life. So point number one was easy. You will have to have you will have grown in your understanding of the word and revelation. Um, so if you're going before you're ready to leave uh, Jerusalem, that was number one. But then what was number two? Number two was a simple one. You should have replaced something uh, that was lost before you leave Jerusalem before you go to your new next. Remember I told you, for those that came in late, our subject is simple today. Uh, don't leave Jerusalem too soon. As Jesus told the apostles, 
they was anointed and appointed, but he said you need to stay in Jerusalem before you get out there in the streets and get your head bust. You need to stay where you are. So point number one was simple. Before you leave Jerusalem, before you leave your place of incubation, before you leave your place of covering, before you leave your place of safety, the first thing we said was simple. You have to grow in your understanding of the word and revelation. But the second one, you will have you have to replace something that was lost. I told y'all Jerusalem is a good place, but it ain't a perfect place. There are some of us that lost some stuff in Jerusalem. If we look at our text, uh, the apostles, um, what they lost uh, was one of their comrades. Uh, they were betrayed by Judas. They lost Judas, didn't they? Judas um, was used, Judas decided to be used by the adversary, the enemy, uh, to betray our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And ultimately, uh, he, he took his life. Uh, but Judas had a position that had value. Judas had a position uh, that was needed. Jude, it was a reason that Jesus, that, that Jesus chose 12. And so now they're down um, to 11. And so uh, one of the things after they have grown in revelation and word, uh, that they come to the point where they realize they have to replace Judas and they go about and they use this method of uh, drawing straws, if you will. Um, it wasn't as, 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 as easy as I describe it to you, but they use this method guided by the Lord to finally um, choose um, Matthias uh, to replace um, um, Judas. And so when I was looking at this, I was reminded, okay, God, not only did they have to go and, 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 and get a deeper understanding of the word and revelation through prayer, they had to replace something that was important that was lost. Can I ask you in your season of Jerusalem, if you're in Jerusalem light right now, what have you lost in Jerusalem? Uh, Jerusalem has had some good days, but Jerusalem has some bad days. What have you lost in Jerusalem? Okay, what baggage uh, is tied to you right now? Okay, well, what uh, what what wounds uh, that are you dealing with uh, that you've yet uh, to to heal from? Okay, uh, what strongholds have you uh, yet to be delivered from? Okay, who is it uh, that you still need to? Uh, to forgive? Who is it that you still need to have a, a sit down with? What is it that you've lost um, in Jerusalem? I would tell you that before you can leave Jerusalem, there is something in your life uh, that needs to be replaced. There is something in your life that needs to be restored. There's something in your life that needs to be renewed. And I would like to encourage you that before you can leave Jerusalem, that you identify what it is that you lost, that you identify or what it is that you that has fallen away from you that you identify what it is that you still have need of that you identify is there a friend is there a relationship is there a covenant connection what is it in this season of your life that needs to be restored and renewed before you can leave jerusalem oh but i want to tell you while there is something Something uh, that needs to be restored. There is something that needs to be renewed. There is something that has been lost. Uh, even in this moment of Jerusalem, I want to remind you uh, that there is something else that you have to do. Yes, we have to pray and have a deeper understanding of the word and revelation. Yes, we have to re replace everything that was lost. And it is my prayer that God will restore you today. It is my prayer that God will give it back to you today because you need it before you go forward. It was a reason that you had it in the first place. You need something that you lost over the course of your journey. And it's my prayer that God will give it back to you. Is there anybody praying with me and say, Lord, give it back? You know what it is. You don't even have to type 
type it in because God knows. But if, you're, if that's your prayer, I want you to pray, Lord, give it back. You see, I lost my joy in Jerusalem. So Lord, give it back. I lost my peace in Jerusalem. So Lord, give it back. I lost my confidence in Jerusalem. So Lord, give it back. I, I lost love in Jerusalem. So Lord, give it back. I, I went through a financial uh, difficult situation. Lord, restore me in that area of my life. Whatever you lost here in Jerusalem, God is saying, before you leave, I'm going to give it back to you. And so um, I want to tell you that was point number two. But the last one uh, was uh, the third one, I believe, is certainly the most important one for those that are praying that the Lord will give it back. I believe the point, the last point is the most important of them all. The last point simply reminds us uh, that before you can leave Jerusalem, the number one way that you will know that you are ready to leave Jerusalem is there has been a filling up of the Holy Ghost. The number one way that you will know that you have been, uh, that you are ready to leave Jerusalem is that there has been a filling of the Holy Spirit within you. What do I mean by this here in the text as we have to flip over to Acts the second chapter? What you will discover is that uh, the apostles were obedient, that Peter was obedient and he stayed where he was until God did what he promised to do. He stayed where he was until the prophecy of Joel was uh, fulfilled. Acts 2 verse 17, uh, according to prophet Joel says, in the last days, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your men and your men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I told you that you ain't ready to leave Jerusalem until you can see what God is trying to do. You're not ready to leave Jerusalem until you have some revelation. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I told you, you're not ready to leave Jerusalem until you have a stronger understanding of the word. And that's what Joel was talking about. He says, watch this, that I will cause wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arise. But everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What am I talking about? This was Peter here. He was speak, speaking on preaching on the day of Pentecost. He preached in such a powerful way that people understood that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. They understood that the individual that they crucified was actually the one that was the lover of their soul. And the Bible says that they were pricked in their heart. And after they were pricked in their heart, God didn't leave them where they were. He allowed them to be saved. And the spirit of the living God fell afresh on them. And I want to encourage everyone, as we often do, as you are doing the work, as you are living this life, you are pouring out what God has put into you all the time. And because we are always Always pouring out. We always end up running on empty. When you become a caregiver, you run on empty. When you start doing what God has called you to do, you run on empty. And that's why we have to often pray that the Lord will fill us afresh. If you look at the book of Acts, you will often see that the Holy Spirit will fill them afresh for the assignment that was on their life. And all I'm saying for you is before you leave Jerusalem, I make sure that the Lord has filled you afresh because you poured out a lot in Jerusalem. You poured out a lot in your current place. But before you get to the next place, God has to fill you afresh. And if God fills you afresh, you will be equipped to be an individual 
individual that is capable of performing miracle signs and wonders in his name. You'll be an individual that is capable of praying and your prayer has some power. Your prayer has some authority. Your prayer breaks through. Your prayer makes a difference when you're driving down the interstate and somebody has been in a horrific accident, but God allowed you to pass by in that moment, not because he needed you uh, to get out of the car all the time, but sometimes just so that you could pass by and pray for that person to be saved, to pray for that person to be delivered, to pray for that person to make it out. Why? Because there's a gift inside of you. There's an authority inside of you. There's a strong, there's a strength inside of you. And all I'm saying is don't leave Jerusalem until you got everything that you need to do everything that God has called you to do. It's prayer time, my sisters and brothers. Let's go to the Lord and pray and pray today that God will give us everything that we need to do exactly what he's called us to do. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, we love you on today. We thank you on today, God. We love you. And we just come before you this day. And I just pray that so many of us, God, right now who may find ourselves uh, in Jerusalem, we find ourselves in a situation that has become uncomfortable, or we find ourselves, Father God, getting ready uh, for what's next, getting ready for tomorrow, God. And before um, we leave and go and do the next thing that you've called us to do, God, I just pray um, that you will help us have everything that we need to do it. God, give us a strength, a stronger understanding of your word. Give us a stronger understanding of your or will, Father God. Just speak to our hearts, Lord, Father God, so we can see um, Father God, what you're doing in this season so we can understand everything that we went through, God. Show it to us, God, in a special way. God, there are some things that have been lost in this season of our life, God, and I pray that you will restore everything that's been lost, God. I pray that you will restore our mental health. I pray that you will restore our physical health. God, I pray that you will restore our attitudes, restore our joy, restore some friendships, restore everything, Father God. Restore some members of our team, Father God, so that we can go forward. And certainly, God, we're praying that your Holy Spirit will fill us. Fill us right now, Father God, so that we can go out of here, out here, God, and do everything uh, that you've called us to do. God, I thank you for the filling of your Holy Spirit on this on this day, God, so that we can be successful, so we can do your work. God, we all have some work that's ahead of us today, but fill us today, God. Give us enough. Give us this day our daily bread, God, so that we can do what you've called us to do. God, we love you on the day. God, we praise you on the day. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. And the people of God said, amen, amen. And amen. Listen, y'all, thank you. We're back in Bible study tonight, live and in person and virtually. So you're more than welcome to, uh, to join us. Listen, we've been having some honest conversation. We have a few people that will be on the panel, and we're going to have some more good dialogue, raw and real. Y'all know how we do it. So look forward to seeing everybody 7 p.m. Listen, God bless you. Have, have a great day and have a great rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon. And have a blessed day.